Welcome to the Strap It Down podcast. September 1st, the calendar is turned to the last month of the season, gentlemen. This is Suds. I got the Schwab. We're here in my basement. I got Mush remote. I got JT Jack Tui remote. Gentlemen, what's going on? This is we we missed last week. We, we got to do a little catch up. How you doing, boys? It's been a hell of a two weeks, Suds. Hell of a two weeks. Talk about some bad baseball. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I was in Groundhog Day for the last week. Before before yesterday and today, I thought I was in Groundhog Day. I thought I was watching the same thing every night. The, the White Sox, it's <laughs> a great point. They, they tend to have the same exact games literally every night. Thank, thank God we didn't talk last week. That, that would have been bad. Oh, and it could have been real ugly. I would have been ready was, to jump off a bridge. <laughs> if it wasn't for today and, and yesterday, it, it probably would have been worse. But... Hey, but the Sox I, have finally started hitting the ball out of the park, and you know what? It's September 1st. We got 35 days left. I don't know how many games, probably slightly less than that, but... 30, 31 games, I think. We're only... So... Wh- what are we at? What are we back after today? Chasing what? four. Chasing four. We're one game under, 31 games left, and I, I just want to put this out there. It's Thursday... And the White Sox won on Thursday. Can we get a round of applause? Miracle. <laughs> this might be the first Thursday that they, I can't remember. Usually, I'm pissed off every time that we since, have to talk because it's, it's the like first some, one since I've been on. We've gotten away. Oh, oh my! It's like how many times can you lose on a Thursday? That so, Andy right, Vaughn but, home run today was absolutely crushed. Yeah, that like, was. A beautiful I'm pretty thing. sure they've won on a Thursday, but I couldn't tell you when it was. It. Yeah, it's, we might have to look that one up. Right, it's, that might be. Well, a, you know what? We did do one. Um, I remember it was it was Mush, you, me, and Schwab, and that's when Robert hit the granny um, yeah. against Minnesota. So that might have been the last time, I think. Maybe the last time and the only time. But that, That's when we started right. to heat up and then yeah, decline. Right, yeah, because it was before the break. Remember, we, took, uh, we were all pumped because we took three out of four from Minnesota. But. All right, let's get into it. We're going to start how we normally do, two-week recap, because we missed last week. And, and I'm not going to go into detail in the last two weeks, because I don't want us all to slit our wrists. But <laughs> I, I, I'm going to just I'm gonna recap it here. We, we had 12 games since we last talked, and the last show is me, Schwabi, and we had our special guest, Mansoni, um, former Illini pitcher, Guardians fan. And we went into those two weeks – with a you know, pretty easy schedule. We had a couple against Cleveland, Baltimore on the road, so that's tough. But then we had Arizona at home, Kansas City, and we go four and eight in those 12 games. Not, not good. Not, not, I mean, we <laughs> not won, how you win. A we won. We lost 10 out of 12 at one point over the last three weeks since I've been, since I've been on. Yeah. So, so those 12. Because those are the last twelve. 
and we go four and eight. So two of those, you're right, Jack, because those were two in the beginning. It, it was like out of the first four games of that set. So the two games I want to highlight, and and then I'll open it up to the group. The, the first game, I mean, the elephant in the room, Adam Angle drops a fly ball, game three in Baltimore. You're looking at a series win in Baltimore, arguably one of the hottest teams in baseball. Adam Angle drops the routine fly ball, and then Liam gives up the game tying homer with two outs. So I, I, I'm going to just, I, I'm going to pause there. I'm going to open it up to the group. But I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on how that game played out because I, I have some thoughts that I got to get off my chest. Thank, thankfully, I was at a wedding during the game, and I couldn't watch, so I'm going to let you guys go for it. But I saw the replay, and it was absolutely just everything I expected out of the White's 2022 White Sox. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? It's This season has been such a roller coaster and such bad baseball that it's one of those where even when they have a chance to capitalize, they find a way to uh, find a way to throw it away. Yeah, I feel it's, so it's, vulnerable, you know, watching them. I just feel uneasy about the situation. It's like I've been lied and cheated on over and over again. I just feel like I feel like <laughs> there's just no no hope. So I'm ready for some football, baby. <laughs> I know. I I feel like I've been cheated on too. That's a good analogy. So th- this game, we're one out away. Adam Angle <laughs> drops the fly ball. I, I I I've never seen Adam Angle drop a fly ball. My, never. It's like you can never. Can you get? Can you even get mad at Adam Angle? Because it's like the guy's the best fielder, and it's just yes, yeah, so oh, because he's in come, there for limited time. And he's supposed to fucking do his job. He comes in as a defensive replay. I mean, probably the one good move Tony's actually made, and he puts him in left because left field's huge in Baltimore. So that was a good move. And and then Angle drops it. But it's like, okay, so he drops it, and then Liam's facing the rookie. He gets him to 0-2. Here's what kills me. I'm actually more mad at Liam than I am Adam because... Liam had such a mental mistake versus Adam's physical mistake because physical mistakes happen in baseball. But Liam has the guy 0-2, and he th- he hangs a curveball down the middle. Why is Liam throwing a curveball? Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's just it's all. If you you know if you're telling me we're up and we get we're trying to protect a lead and we got Liam on the mound and we got Angle in the field and the ball's gonna get to hit to Angle. I'm feeling pretty confident. That's arguably our best pitcher, our best fielder. Um, so I think that's that. But that was a rough one. Liam throws a curveball, hangs it, tie game. <laughs> the, so this, I don't I mean, even know. Again, it's, it's is, the is 22, it? 2022 White Sox at their finest. The, this it was the guy's first career home run. So so we got to, like the chain of events that happen. It, it was Adam Angle dropping a routine fly ball. Never, I've never witnessed it happening in of all these years of us watching the White Sox. Liam then giving up a 0-2 home run is very, very uncommon. Let alone the 0-2 home run is to a rookie that hits his first career home run with two outs to tie the game. I, I mean, the odds of the string of events of that happening are astronomical. I, like I will literally put that those events happening at one in one hundred thousand. Yeah, but I I don't know if that's happened in Major League Baseball. It's ridiculous. So, 
right. A disaster. It's a classic, classic loss by the 22 White Sox. And then the other game that I want to highlight, and we're going to parlay this into Schwabi Hall of Fame baseball decisions, oh. was the Sunday game against Arizona. We get swept by the Diamondbacks, which, I mean, h- how do you get swept by the Diamondbacks at home when, you, when you're projected to be one of the top teams in the AL? So we get pounded the first two games, and then the Sunday game, we lose 3-2. to two. We have a 2-1 lead going into the eighth, and we give up two runs. Bottom nine, Schwabi, I'm passing it to you. Who who does our Hall of Fame manager go to well, off the bench? For we the give one hit? in the eighth and one in the ninth. Um, but then, you know, we're, I think, was it Elvis lead off that inning? Or was it Pollock? Um... I don't know who let off. I, Pollock. Yeah, the Pollock. First, it was Pollock. Pollock. Pollock let off, right? Yeah, well, Pollock, yeah, because Pollock, it was Pollock, and Pollock took, he got four balls, four balls, and he swung it. Three of them. Three of them and struck out. Yeah. Right, so Pollock grounds out the second. So the only, no, the only strike that he saw, he took right down the fucking middle. Oh, 93 mile an hour so sinker. Bad. You know, thigh high so, on the split the middle and outer half of the plate. So Pollock rounds out to second for the first out. Elvis, Mush's guy, is up. Hits a double to the left. So now we got one one on, two, one out, runner on second. Tony brings in uh, Eloy for Adam Engel. Now Ian Kennedy's pitching. Ian Kennedy, I believe, has reverse splits where like he's really tough against lefties and not great against righties. We, t- we put in Eloy for Engel. Eloy walks. They got first base open. Essentially, can pitch around Eloy. They put Luis in to run for Eloy. And then we got none other than Sebi's up, right? But we can't let Sebi bat. Tony's got to go to good old reliable, best hitter in baseball, Lurie Garcia. Like, I don't (laughs) care who on the team is up. Lurie should never be a pinch hit option for anyone. Like, he is the... If he's not statistically the worst hitter in baseball currently, he's bottom five. <laughs> Sebi is oh great. Sebi he's is not, no great shakes. Not the worst. But like I, I would let Sebi bat every day of the week and twice on Sundays before I let Lurie swing a bat. And shockingly, Lurie struck out. Romy struck out. And <laughs> lost the game. But like, why Lurie Garcia is ever pinch hitting is beyond me. You know that that's like it's like if we're at the fast pitch and and. Someone goes to pull mush for me, you know, so I could out throw mush at the fast pitch. It's like, why in the world would mush obviously throws way harder than me? Like, why in the world are you just putting in an inferior hitter? Not only an inferior hitter, the worst hitter in Major League Baseball. We we tweeted this from the account. He's literally the worst hitter in baseball, and that's the guy. And what what pisses me off and. It's the same story after the game when they interviewed him. He goes, oh, well, you know, I, I was going to, he's literally was going to pick out a fastball and he, he pretty much did it, but it was two feet foul. And <laughs> if that was fair, then we would have won the game. But it's like, dude, that's not, you're missing the point again. Tony. Lurie has been awful all year. Like Lurie has, has been a decent, slightly below average to decent baseball player for the majority of his career. We, we've said he it all year. I mean, God awful. If the, the guy is season. utilized correctly, he's a positive he, asset to a major league baseball team. 
He can play every position. He runs the bases hard. You know, there's no lollygagging. He plays hard if he were to be utilized correctly. But you cannot expect to play Lurie Garcia every day and expect to win a World Series. It's just Lurie Garcia belongs on the Arizona Diamondbacks who are tanking. <laughs> no, it's like Lurie was a two-war player last year, triple slash line of 267, 335, 376. Yeah, sure. That was a Not decent, great, but those yeah, are solid numbers. Decent, yeah. He's a negative .9 war with a triple slash of 217, 241, 276. I mean, it is god-awful right now. Like, I don't know if, like, the fear, I think, is that Lurie is completely washed and that you're going to have to figure out how to deal with this contract. But, like, at the very least, this year, let him be the ultra-utility man who goes in and plays defense, pitch runs. Like, he should not be he should not be in the lineup. Why Rick Hahn gave him a three-year deal, I will never, never, never understand. But that's besides the point. What do you got, Mush? I think, you know, if... Comparable to the Yankees lineup, you could hide Lurie Garcia in the bottom of that order. Am I right or wrong? With those bats. You're wrong. Yeah, I mean, Yankees if, lineup? Sure. Right. Yeah, so if you got Aaron Judge. My, yeah. menta- my mentality is, is that these guys thought that they were the Yankees constructing this lineup. And they thought they Josh Harrison, Lurie Garcia, Sebi Savala. I mean, you can't have half of your lineup just trash. No, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, it's one of those where the Sox, you know, again, the Sox never build a dip, a deep team, right? So as soon as they started seeing a couple guys down or a couple guys struggling, that lineup got really thin really quick. I mean, let's be honest you with know? each other here. When we, we knew that when they didn't make a trade at the deadline, we were screwed. We were up shit's great. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to talk about if Rick Hahn's alive here. <laughs> Next segment. I I, I I agree. I have nothing to say to that. But but let's keep doing the Leary bashing here, Schwabi. <laughs> it's just, it it is like, I mean, he's been like decent the last, since like 2017, he's been decent. And he is so bad right now. Like, the, I, I was going on here and just going to tell you how bad he's been. But like, I'm starting to the point where I think he's, I think, I think he's done. I think he might be done. Like, the numbers are ridiculously bad. He's got three bombs. He's taken seven walks on the year. Yeah, you. I mean, how many at-bats? He's uh, 286 at-bats. You, you can't have seven, seven games. Seven walks. Back it up. Back it up. You, you, he's got no seven walks. Seven walks no no way. He's been hit three times. We're yeah. criticizing the worst player in the White Sox. Have you seen the White Sox numbers across the board? We have 15 home runs as our leader. Aaron Judge has got, got a lot of singles, Dave. No one hits singles like the White we're Sox. Comparing, we're nitpicking the worst player on the White Sox when all of our players have been god-awful this year. So, Schwabi, throw me the stats on the, on the White Sox with the hits. We were talking a little bit about it earlier today. So the Sox are second in hits in baseball. They are seven behind the Colorado, Colorado Rockies. I think it's probably so, going into today, so the not Rock- after the game. So the Rockies are one, Sox are two. And and the Rockies playing cores. So that you gotta right. put an asterisk. Right. And the Rockies the Rockies have played one more game at this point at the point of this these standings. So there's seven hits ahead. Uh, so we'll, with, yeah, we'll probably one more pass game. them. But you know, it's like Homers, we are two, three, four, we're 
fifth worst team in homers. I think we're fifth worst in stolen bases. We are just so bad. What, what, what about walks? I don't need you to look this up because I know the answer, but I'll let you do it. Second to last. What we passed? We're not last anymore. The Detroit Tigers. Oh, round of applause. Round we of have. Uh, we're not last. We're we have not last 19, anymore. Nineteen more walks in the Tigers. Um, we started taking walks the last couple weeks. Yeah, honestly. And, oh, Jose. Did, okay. I, that's it. We have, and we still can't score stuff. It's so fr- I mean, now we're just our left on base is higher than it's ever been. It's like, can somebody just, for the love of God, put one in the gap with Schwabi, two guys can you, on? Can you look up a- uh, league leaders and left on base? Ooh, let me see if I have that. that I, I mean, sure do have that's that. We got to be up. We, I mean, just by. We are. Take a guess. What are we? We got to be top five. No, we I think we're five. like 20th in the league. In left on base? Yeah, I think we're better we're than everyone thinks. For we're some no, weird no, no. reason. We're fourth. That means we're fourth worst, right? We no. have a fourth more. We've got 923 runners on base. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's almost impossible. <laughs> the leader, the Padres have 965. The Cardinals have 927. The Mets have 927. The Sox have 923. Now, again, like, okay, so what I will say is the Dodgers are fifth. Yeah, I mean, you got to get on base to be left on. So, like, yeah, right? So, I mean, the the positive of having a high left on base is you have a lot of guys on base. The difference is the Dodgers average 5.36 runs a game. The Sox average 4.18. So, out of those top five. We're last in run scored. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was going with it. We have to be, right? Because and th- and that goes back to the slugging. That goes back to all we do is hit singles. Because it and, and then the other thing you were getting at Schwab, we hit singles and we're station to station. We can't we can't get first to third and we can't score from second. So it's like how many times have you guys seen us get a base hit where first and second we end up with the bases loaded and <laughs> I, I don't even I, I don't want to go there. I mean like we're fourth in double pl- we're tied for fourth in double plays. Yeah. We you know, like we just we're so damn slow that it's impossible to like play baseball this way. Well, that's because like, everyone's been told to run at seventy five percent. All right, we're we're talking about Tony here. I want Mush's thoughts on on Tony. He's he's actually out of all the discussions you guys know. We we could we could pull back the tape on this. Mush has been the guy who's been even keel on Tony, trying to talk us out off the ledge. We're sitting here on September 1st. I want to get Mush's thoughts. Um, legs. I had, have no expectations of Tony LaRusso at the stature of his life, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, well, I just, you know, it was almost like a favor from the get-go. You just felt like there was, I don't know, where, where was he? He was on the, on, the, uh, on the board with Seattle. He was a GM with somebody else. St. Louis. With the, the Diamondbacks, right? Yeah, regardless, I think it was a favor from the 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 man up at the top of the the hill. Um, I don't know. I, I've I, I can't believe they came up with like an excuse to pretty much just get just can him and walk him away holding well, the doctor's did you, hand. Steve Stone's tweet like it was within the last week. I want to say it was four or five, three to five days ago. Someone tweeted at him and was like, "Is." Tony going to be the manager next year? And Stoney replied to him and he goes, 
If he wants to, yes. <laughs> like that—that that is the issue in a nutshell, right? I mean, it's just it like just, the game is outgrown him. We've talked about this millions of times. They need to go get a young spirit and, and somebody who's played played recently in the last twenty years. That's <laughs> funny. How about, how about who's coached in the last ten? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Or could still yeah, find his balls. <laughs> but I mean, let's hope Tony's health. He's okay. Yeah, I will I, say with with all that said, I mean Tony Larusa has been a giant figure in the game of baseball since the nineteen late nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. I mean, you got to give credit where credits due, and the guy has produced results. All we're saying. On this podcast, I think, and you guys is that it should have happened around wrong, the All Star break. Maybe this year, at That's... this point in time, he is not the right manager for this job. Right, and exactly. You're, we're not taking anything away from him, from him, and we wish him the best of health. But the guy's he has a legend. Done the 2022 White Sox any favors? So, so it, he, here's the thing: it's like obviously we all hope that he's okay health-wise, right? But it's like, <laughs> he, he's he's 78 or 77, so whatever it just, is. It's like, what what is he doing? He can't be managing the White Sox. It's like, can we send this guy on a beach somewhere? Can we it's, just all agree Jesus. that we are? We He's literally ruined my summer. Jerry, send, guy, him, send him to Cabo and put him on a beach with a pina colada in his hand. Why does he even want to manage at this point? The guy's won enough titles. He's already know, in like, Marco. He's been there for three days. Oh, God. <laughs> Tony, this this guy, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, Miguel Cairo is the jury's out on Cairo. I, do we think? Do you, what did do you, you see his so his first quote? One of his first quotes as manager is, "I manage by my gut." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, not a great start, Miguel. <laughs> I Literally, thought, the the I exact opposite of what, what White Sox fans want. <laughs> He also was saying that he's consulting with Tony each day for the lineup. It's like, all right, I could go without the consulting. No, that's not what we want. Stop. <laughs> yeah, well, he like, takes Tony's How about, how about you stick to the thoughts and prayers with you, Tony, and not the, not the lineup consultations? It's like, Miguel, you're not off to a good start right now. Can we change our uh, change the way we answer questions there, guy? I, I think he handled the bullpen pretty good today. I will say, like, the first game against Kansas City, he just went straight to Tanner out of the gates because the lefty was up. It's like, I get the lefty on lefty, but like Tanner's the last guy in your Wait, bullpen. Wait, You know, it Tanner was a one-run game. Tanner Banks, Hold besides on. one Hold outing this year, has been really good. Besides one T- outing, yeah. he's been really good. I didn't mind that move. Yes, it didn't work out for him. But, I mean, dude, our bullpen gave up, a, or our pitching staff gave up a run for seven straight innings on Monday. Yeah, it was that was just was not horrible. our day. And that happens in baseball. And you know what? Sometimes the offense is just hot. But now with this with this team, we look at everything under such a big magnifying glass that I think sometimes we do forget when, you know, things happen. And you're not supposed to win 162 games. No, but at the same time, this – is when everybody else in the league has got the White Sox under under a magnifying glass because they've been put on a pedestal the last three years, and 
we've done nothing with the opportunity. That's fair. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we're like you you turn on MLB Network right now and there are, like there's been a lot of segments on the White Sox because hey, of the expectations. Jose Abreu was in the uh, MLB graphic today about like let's get ready for the chase. Yeah, we're that. ready. I was looking so for they, the White Sox. Hey, they included player. Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu or Mark Grace? Are we talking about? <laughs> Abreu's or, like or jammed we... in the back. You can't even see him. Yeah. Jose Abreu, Mister. When's the last time the guys hit the ball out of the ballpark? I, I think it was like August third. Okay, so this is something I really want to talk about. White Sox Twitter over the last two weeks, as we've gone through this slump, everyone has gone into the season's done mode. What does the team look like next year? And it's unbelievable how many people think that Jose Abreu is the key to this lineup this year. The guy has no RBIs. Jay Kuda put out a, a tweet a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to read it back, but the amount of singles that he has with the bases open, guy on first, and then guys in running, uh, guys in scoring position is like ridiculous. The guy has made his career on driving and runs and bringing power to a lineup, and he no longer does that. If you want to bring a guy back for $12 a year that's 35 years old, that is going to take the spot of your young up-and-coming star who will absolutely be a gold-glove first baseman, you are literally taking this team and putting it in the – Putting it in a dumpster and lighting it on fire. Who's your gold glove for Spaceman? Sheets or Grandal? Andrew Vaughn. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. The guy who leads to, to the White fair. Sox in home runs he's this so year. So vanilla, man. What's the term? He's just super to be vanilla. fair. Going into today's game, Jose and Vaughn were tied for first in home runs. And yeah, RBIs. and Vaughn took the lead. The guy is a stud, and he's played the outfield all year, <laughs> which he's never done in his entire life. You think Andrew Vaughn played right field or left field when he was in Little League? Absolutely not. He played shortstop, I don't think he played man. first base in Little League either, though, Jack. I don't care, but he's never played those <laughs> positions. <laughs> I mean, Al, th- this guy is your first baseman of the future, and I got people on White Sox Twitter telling me that we need to trade Andrew Vaughn at all costs because Jose Abreu is the only person that can bring us a World Series. And well, that, you know I what? Mean, that, I'm not bashing Jose Abreu right now. I'm bashing all of White Sox Twitter because, I mean, God damn it. How dumb do you have to be to not see that Andrew Vaughn is going to be a cornerstone when we do win a World Series? In the That's fine. And I'm not interested in watching him. <laughs> but Schwabi, what's the floor of uh, Andrew Vaughn? Pauly K. What's the ceiling? He runs like him. He definitely runs like him. That's for damn sure. Aldo, who's Did you see Vaughn get tossed at second on that double in the gap? Ceiling is Freddie how Freeman. Did get, how Freddie did he Freeman? get thrown out at second on that? Absolutely. I like that. I like that comp. Dude, Freddie the guy's Freeman 24 for, years old, and he's played two years in the big leagues, never played a year in the minors. He's still learning how to hit. He's going to put right, on Why are you getting so hostile, man? Because I'm sick of seeing this <laughs> shit on White Sox Twitter about trading him. He's the guy just, is a stud. Yeah, he's just not Dewey, flashy. Dewey's fighting the masses on the Twitter. 
If Mush had the opportunity, he'd trade Vaughn for Pache in a second. Oh, all day. <laughs> like, we need, I I was we need another guy time. out in our outfield who doesn't know how to put their hat on normally. <laughs> yeah, we need another guy that will hit 161 at the dish with a 220 OBP. <laughs> So Abreu's had a he's had an, a weird year. I mean, he's this is like the highest OBP of his career. Like usually, I'm salivating over that, but it's like it's just singles. It's crazy, and it's just like Jose, man, stop hitting the ball on the. How many singles have you no, seen Jose I, hit between third I mean, base and? He's had an incredible year, and he's completely changed his approach at the plate to adapt to the age that he's at, but. I mean, you can't pay a guy $13, $14 million a year to play first base in DH if he's not going to hit the ball out of the park 20 times. Yeah, he, he's he got to start hitting some bombs. So That's lo- the bottom line. I'm looking at some of these stats more, right? And it's like Vaughn and Abreu are tied for first in the Sox. And again, prior to today's game, they're tied for first in the team in slugging at 454, both of them. It's like this is just – it's crazy how – the stats are basically identical in so many things. And, and one guy's one guy's twenty four and one guy's thirty five if yeah. if he's the age that he says he was. And <laughs> you're telling me we're gonna trade the twenty five twenty four year old to win. Any World talk Series? about trading Vaughn is completely insane. I mean he is Yeah, you can't trade Vaughn. He is the best hitter on the White Sox. Absolutely. I think we'll continue to be for a while. So speaking of trades, let's let's move on. We're gonna we're gonna do a pulse check on our GM. I, I mean, it. W- have you guys heard anything from Rick Hahn in the past month? Ever since the the trade deadline, when he did his interview. Oh, he met with Tony before Tony left. I saw that. Uh, I saw a pic. I saw a picture. That's the last. The last time anyone saw Tony, him and Rick were talking, and then. I don't know what happened there. You know, I'll let I'll let a conspiracy theorist uh, theorize. I guess. Um, I but yeah, that was the last time anyone saw Rick. I, I think either. Rick Hans in hiding right now because he he can't take the heat of what's going on. Maybe Rick's in Arizona with Tony. He, here's my take: <laughs> hanging out a little bit. The Sox are going to follow the same path that the Yankees did last year. If you remember, the Yankees barely made the playoffs last year. Had a ton of injuries, were trash, and lost to the Minnesota Twins again. Or no, 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 no the Red, no, no, the no. Red Sox. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the Minnesota bad. Twins you, you never gotta, win in the yeah, playoffs. Twi- Come on now. Yeah, Minnesota- we can't give Twins that kind of credit. <laughs> and the Yankees lost in the playoffs again. The Yankees stuck with their core, even though it was oft injured, which is very similar to ours. And some of them got healthy, and one of them had a career year, and they're at the top of the league. If any Sox fan is expecting anything different from the White Sox this offseason, they're on crazy pills. Because we're going to follow the mold of the Yankees. All right, a couple things here. Like, I want to push back. I mean, again, the Sox have had some injuries, sure. But as far as like the number of players used in games, so this is a stat I got here. The Sox are tied for the second least number of players batters used in games. Yeah, because we so use the same while they've been injured and they've had they've really rolled with a pretty small forty three guys is all they played. 
Yeah, because we use the same fuckheads every time. Every guy. Oh, this is true. You got to look at, though, I, I did. You got to look at. Top what, Can you look at the Yankees last year, Schwabi? So the, the White Sox this year are projected to only have one player play more than 128 games. Jose, Jose. Abreu. Jose. In 2012, the White Sox had eight position players out of the nine play over 128 games. It was either 128 or 132. Welcome and to the, the one pos- welcome to the Gen Z generation. Zoltan. Yeah. No one wants to work one, anymore. The one player was uh or the one position was third base and that's when we traded for Euclid. Do you guys remember that in 2012? Kevin Euclid on the White Sox. That's something I What a <laughs> what a tidbit there. And every other position I mean that's wild. Eight out of nine, eight, the other eight positions, they played over 120. Can you imagine if that happened right now? Like, I, Aloy just left the game today with, with soreness in his leg, and it's like, dude, what, what is going on? He's, he's sore. I don't dude, when he, when he left the game with that twisted knee on his giant whiff last week, <laughs> he's so, uh, I, I so would have traded him before he got back to the dugout. <laughs> Dude, you're playing Major League Baseball. You've worked your whole life to get there. Unless you're, like, I mean, the, these guys got paid early, and they have no incentive anymore. Ah, do you, How much did Eloy get paid? He made a lot of, he got paid like 80 million guaranteed. 80 million sets you up for life. Oh, Schwabi, really? get the spot track on on Aloy. Yeah, they signed him to a long term deal. That we got no value out of whatsoever. Uh, Aloy, six for forty three, and then some player right, maybe options or our club I options, probably. I would assume. So who are we but, gonna lose? Who are we, you know, gonna let cut ties with? Who's up on their contract? Who's not under a long term deal? Yeah, Giolito. Suds, what? I want your take on this. Who? Who goes, who stays? For next year? Yeah. So I think uh, I'm a, we've talked about it. I, I just, we're all disgusted with the roster construction with the, the first baseman in the outfield. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think Abreu resigns. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I would necessarily do, that, but I, mean, I think that that's what you happens. you have to move someone. So Giolito's yeah. gonna get a one. I, I, I would I would personally trade I would trade sheets and I would I, I, as much as I hate it, try to commit Aloy to left field and Vaughn playing first and Jose DH for a year. I, I, so I, I don't like know a, if that's what I want. Like I think Vaughn, that's what's gonna happen. It's like a Vaughn Eloy DH or Vaughn. Yeah, kind of Eloy, like a Abreu, circular DH first base left field split. Yeah, but the, here's the thing. Like, I, I only want to expose left field. I, I can't, you can't expose left field and right field. Because totally right agree. now we're exposed, like, r- right now we're trotting out Sheets and right and Vaughn and left. You can't do that. You, you just can't do that. This is the major it's leagues. Like, These guys could hit the ball where they want to hit the ball. Yeah, it's like you get one in the gap, and not even in the gap. You get a base hit and they're getting doubles, and, and that's killing it. If it happens once every uh, a week or so, that's fine. But it's happening every game, dude. It's honestly unbelievable how often it happens. Yeah. So you got to like commit to a guy and who could actually stay healthy and play defense. I mean, the other thing that's killing us is 
the Robert thing and Schwabi. I know. I mean, we're talking about Han. You wanted to speak about Robert a little bit. Well, it's he, not so much Robert. I think it's just it's it's really goes back to Rick. And you know, like I was mentioning, how they've used the was the second least players in baseball as far as hitting. Last year they were also were second. Um, they use a tremendously small amount of pitchers last year. I'm sure it's the same this year. They do a horrible job of managing their roster. Um, you know, like Luis has been out for, or has only been able to pinch run for a week and a half, two I weeks think now. He's he played, he played and, those three games, and he was literally batting third and swinging the bat with one hand. Can we talk about oh that my, for a yeah, second? That was you. Well, that was against a couple of games. A couple of the games that was the same. Okay, the, that was the same game as. Uh, that was the same game that we blew it, that we blew the lead, right? Yeah. Against the Orioles. When, when Hendricks gave up the home run, because then it was the top of the 11th. And you don't and pitch then, hit for the guy that's swinging the <laughs> bat with Robert one, bat, let, one Robert hand? let off the inning Dude, in the 11th. Dude, come on. I don't care how yeah. tough he's going to be. If I'm up there swinging the bat with one hand, you better the fuck take me out. And it was his right, or his left hand. Left hand. Left hand. Which is even worse. The, because yeah, then he's the got to follow through the right all hand. the stability to the bat. The, I mean, they just do such a horrible job with that, right? They've got guys who are out, guys who are injured, and they leave them on the roster for four days rather than throw them on the DL and bring somebody else up. Schwab, he's got been like pitchers, three weeks now. And you know, they never they got put on the, all the time, IL. right? Their bullpen is dead. And rather than send the guy down, they're like, oh, we're going to keep Jose Ruiz on the lineup. Listen, man, DFA Jose Ruiz, send him down. And if somebody wants to claim him, take him. But get it out there who can get you through for creativity, two days. visibility, or just like carelessness that we don't we're not making moves and we're not plugging and moving players around. I, like it's everything. I mean, like you look at some of the some of the better teams; they're constantly shuffling up the bottom half of the roster, and the Sox are just going to sit there and they're going to say these are the only guys we're going to play. They've been hanging their head like on Luis. They've been hanging their head on those five guys the whole season. That's why we didn't trade. We believe that when we're healthy, we're the best. We're the best team in the league. Well, that's not the case. I don't know who. Well, they're not, not, not only that is, we'll never be healthy. Well, but it's not. It's just we throw away. We throw away games, right? Tony's got his Sunday lineups. Yeah, and and not making those moves on the out on the edges of the of the roster, you're throwing away games, right? You're not giving yourself your best chance. I mean, because you used the, the Orioles the last three games. The Orioles are battling for a playoff spot. Who do they bring up? Their number one prospect, Gunnar Henderson. What does he do today? Oh, he hits one out. You think that adds some fire to a team? You get you get a new injection of energy. The guy's just coming up the bigs. He's gonna run his balls off around the bases. He's gonna play hard. He's he's fighting for a major league spot. Why not bring up some of our guys instead of? A guy like Adam Hazley. Why don't you? Just why are we? Him? Why are we afraid to bring up? Cole? What about right? The what guys about Gonzalez? Service time. What about it's all service time? Jerry's Jerry's cheap. Who are you talking about, Mush? Mush. Why would we bring up that Gonzalez kid? He's been up for what, maybe three, four weeks now. Like, bring up Colson Montgomery. Let him play too. Let him. Nah, let him be comfortable. he's too young. He's too young. Yeah, Mon- Montgomery is. Cole I mean, this- is twenty four. Montgomery yeah. is what twenty? Okay, so who you bring up? You bring up Colas and I. Okay, so Montgomery started the year in single A, low A. 
promoted to high eight. They're doing, ooh, we haven't talked about this, the Project Birmingham. I love that, by the way. That's, this yeah. is that's like, my let's get pickled. Okay, I, so I won't ruin that. But you can't do a Colson Montgomery. But an Oscar Colas, he did start in high A and he went to double A, but so did Juan Soto. And Oscar Colas is 24. 20, he's 24. Right. What are we waiting for? What, what are you waiting for if he's 24? He, he's like probably older than half. Wait, you mean he's a left-handed bat that can play the corner outfield? Yeah, Why would I mean, we and, want him on the 2022 White Sox? At the very minimum, he's going to play better defense than whoever we throw out there. But, all right. Well, no, it's just, it's, it's again, it's, I don't know, it's bad. Mind boggling. Like, I just, and like, again, there are, there are, there are reasons to have guys start up in the major, start up on the team at the beginning of the year from like a draft pick compensation reason. But like, Colas wouldn't lose his rookie eligibility if you brought him up now for next year. Yeah. So you could still have him start the year in the majors. And if you finish top three in rookie of the year votes, you get picks. So, like, I mean, I get that. But, like, he wouldn't lose it at this point in time. I don't get why you do an Adam Hazley versus Colas. I don't get why you do Adam Hazley, period. <laughs> He's been up a few times. He hasn't done much. You've got your boy, what's-his-face, the outfielder that you love. Nestliny. Nestloni, I think yeah, it is. Well, Mark Payton, who's <laughs> it seems like, like Adam Hazley It seems like Adam Hazley is the same guy that we signed last year. He was the big lefty power hitter. What was his name? Um, was, not Jake fr- Lamb. No, it wasn't J- Jake Lamb. It was. Uh, I, I'm totally Nick Williams. Him. Nick Williams. Yeah, Nick Williams was there. Nick Williams, I think, batted third for a couple games. Tony. <laughs> No, that was Nick Williams was last year. It was this year, big le- white lefty power hitter that Jesus. we got from either the Orioles or the Athletics. Herbert Perry? And he was like a he was like an Adam Dunn doppelganger. Ah, and we had was, an AJ Reed and he back was in the so, and But he was a guy that when we signed, I was like, all right, we're, I think it was like 2018. And I was like, all right, it, we're was, still in a rebuilding mode. Was it uh, Jack? Was it AJ Reed? Yes, abs- that's exactly who. It was. Yeah, they that claimed guy- him off waivers from uh, I think the Strohs. Yeah, so- at, he th- that dude dominated. He he hit. He like lost it. He, there was right. a stretch where that guy was dominating in the minor. And, oh, but, he so a- he he's a guy stuck. you take a risk on, just like at, you do Adam Hazley. But Adam Hazley's not the future of your ball club. Yeah, like in 2018, you can take a risk on a guy like AJ yeah. Reed. But right, we're, we're in our window. Let's bring up someone who can make an impact. Yeah, a perfect example of that is like when the Nationals were bringing up Giolito and Ronaldo and they struggled, but the Nationals were playing for a World Series. So they said, we, we, can't, we can't trot out Giolito 30 times as a starter. We're going to trade him. We're going to bring a guy in like Adam Eaton. We're going to have him help us win a World Series. And the White Sox, we, like you said, Jack, we're rebuilding we could th- we can afford to ha- I mean it's the guaranteed rate commercials. We could afford to have Giolito be the worst pitcher in the league because it doesn't matter. And that actually helped Gio's career, but Gio could never th- he, he couldn't have been trotted out thirty times for the Nationals. Well, they also had because they also had Corbin Strasburg and um, Scherzer, Scherzer all in their prime too. Right, they were going for a World Series. You can't you can't throw a Giolito out there that was getting bombed. In his rookie, do you guys remember? And, his and rookie yet, that's year what the Sox are doing. They're throwing these guys out there like yeah. it's fucking 2018 again. Yeah, no, it's tough. I, there's so many questions. Not, not, 
enough answers. Can we go on to some positive thoughts? All right, boys, we're gonna transition. We're gonna do some PMA. We we gotta we gotta think positive thoughts. <laughs> we got thirty one games left, and we just went through probably the worst two week stretch of the season. Hey, but we've awesome. hit seven home runs in our last three games. That's a great start to the PMA segment. There were the boys are hitting the ball out of the ballpark. It's finally you know. They ran out of excuses, I guess you could say. I mean, I, so uh, he, Elvis Andres is a great baseball player. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I'll take back the word great, but the dude plays the game hard. He plays the game right. He is exactly what this team needed. Here's what I'll he, say about that Elvis. That home run he uh, hit yesterday was, that was an a, that was a bomb. bomb. I'll take Elvis over Harrison every day of the week. Yeah, I'm, give me I'm, a T.A. Elvis Andrews middle infield. Yeah, I'm tired of Harrison. Sorry, I can't do any more Harrison. When T.A.'s back, throw Elvis at second. Is T.A. going to... Here, here's my question for you guys. We're about... We got 31 games left. We're in striking distance. We're in the worst division in Major League Baseball. There's a way we can sneak into the playoffs. But I don't know if there's a way we can do it without... A couple of weeks of TA and Luis Robert. What do you what do you guys think on that? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think Robert needs to be back ASAP. Yeah, but this is this is the tale of two. Uh, this is how it's been the whole year, man. We're just waiting on the if come. You know, we're waiting on someone to get healthy, and then by the time Robert gets healthy, Eloy gets hurt again. This is just this is our destiny this year. We just gotta kind of just swallow our pride and. And hope that we make some decisions that put us in a winning category next. So year. you you closing the door on the season, Mush? I feel like if I close the door on the season, we're gonna fucking win the World Series. So I'm no, no, no. I'm asking you yeah, yeah, yes or no answer door. right now. I want close a yes or no answer. Are you with us or are you you against us? We got 31 games left. We got at least six or seven against the Guardians. We have four. It- Mush, do me a favor and spend half of September at Wrigley Field, and we'll be in good shape. Man. You fucking Packer fan. <laughs> I just don't know if I could deal with that. Come on, I, give me a yes or no answer right now, Mush. I'm closing we the wanted, door on the I, White Sox. Because I, if you, if you say no, closed. I want to shove it into your face when we make the playoffs. That's fine. Mush, what if Timmy Trumpet played at the cell? Timmy Trumpet's my guy. Oh, did you guys? That video was the most electric thing of all time. That, they're having fun, man. That's what the that's what the game needs. And you know, the White Sox is like watching two old guys play chess with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> it is that it's that, that is it's so perfect. Like, let's get rowdy. It's like I, let's let's get rowdy. Let's fucking dance on the field. I was so envious of watching the Timmy Trumpet video. It's like that, that, this was supposed to be us. This was supposed to be us. Meanwhile, we get the flashing lights once every fifth day when we hit a home run. You know, it's like, <laughs> Jesus, for the love of God, can we get some excitement? It's so frustrating. I, I think that's been the most brutal part about watching this team this year is it's like, as Schwab has alluded to several times during this podcast, it's station to station, single after single. And even when we score a run, it's hard to cheer for it because it's like, thank God. 
Yeah, give me, give me something to get pitcher. excited about. Give me something to cheer about. And you know what? In the last three days, even the game on Monday where we lost 10-7, I, I got pumped when Gavin Sheets hit those two home runs. Dude, Gavin's got heart, man. Gavin's yeah, got heart. hell yeah, he I, does. I, I've done some Gavin bashing on this pod. I, I take it all back. Gavin Sheets has heart. That guy's going after it. He's figuring it out a little bit. And here's, here's my PMA. So we're four back. We had the worst two weeks of the season. And Schwab, last time we talked, we were two and a half back. So we literally only lose a game and a half. I somehow only lose a game. And, and we lost back. 10 out of 12. That's insanity. Dude, no one in the AL Central wants to win the division. <laughs> it's, like they're, it's like they're trying to hand it to us. It's, it's a matter of will we take it or not. Do you guys realize we'd pretty much be tied? We'd be one game back if two things happen this year. The first one is Josh Naylor doesn't turn into Babe Ruth. Dude, I was at and, that game. It was the worst oh experience of my God, entire that had life. Hide all sharp objects. Oh, my Lord. And then two, Adam Angle catches a fly ball. Because that, that game against the Guardians is a two-game swing, yeah. right? Because that would put us two games back. And then the other game is against the Orioles. It's like, th- with how bad things have been, if you if you literally do, not only did <laughs> Naylor turn into Babe Ruth, but didn't we make like three errors? In the, did you stay for that whole game, Jack? Uh, yes, I stayed for the whole oh game. My God. Dude, I was, we were in the eighth inning, we were up four, and my friend wanted to leave. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm at a win for the first time in like four games. Can we just stay and watch them close it out and see the fireworks? Finish our beer, and he's like, "Yeah." And then Naylor hits the grand slam, and then the three Dude, run we were homer. Up six. And, and we gave up two runs before that. We we gave up six in the ninth. Yeah, no, it was it was <laughs> it was the worst. It is without a doubt the worst White Sox game I have ever been to. Schwabi, what's your PMA? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Schwabi. I know you get, I know there's some optimism in there. Uh, yeah, my PMA is that we're in uh, the AL Central, and that sports still require the division winner to make the playoffs. I think it's a horrible yeah. rule, but it's uh, it's a saving grace for the White Sox, really. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I mean, you, you're right. Give, you me, give me some so- player highlights, at least. <laughs> All right, let's let's. We can only talk so much PMA about this team because it's. Hey, let's face we're, it. All right. Does that does anyone on this podcast think they're going to make the playoffs besides me? I I was I was I'm like fifty fifty right now. I was like ninety percent all year, and then the Diamondbacks sweep. Just, no, I'm talking as is of Ma- September first. I'm not talking about all year. Because no, I know. In the last I know. I'm two weeks, is Miguel started, Cairo managing the team the rest of the season. I think he is. I think Tony's done. So yes, Miguel. Then yes, I think they make the playoffs. All right, I like it. That's... So you're putting a caveat on your prediction. I'm with Schwab. I'm making a. I'm making. A, I'm making a bet on Miguel. The boys are fired up. <laughs> some some uh, TT over there. Listen, this, the book's closed. There's no the more chapters. Closed. Oh, if Mush is making this, Mush, can you make a bet on the Sox not making the playoffs so I can just guarantee it right now? All right. So, okay, gonna, that's gonna... a good segue. No, I want in podcast bets. I I don't want a sports book bet. I want if someone doesn't think they're going to make the playoffs in this podcast, I want a straight up bet between you and me. 
No, I'm I'm for I I'm the you know I'm a glutton for punishment, man. I will Come I on. will literally I will on, watch Bush, every game until it. we're eliminated. You just close the door. Put your money where your mouth is. So what it's going to come down to the Cleveland three-game series. And the winner of that series is going to take the division. And Larry Garcia is going to come into pinch hit in a pivotal moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no one's going to bet me and that no one's going to know why. Playoffs? So everyone's still alive. That's what I want to know. I'll is, never bet against the Whites. Is everyone still alive here? Yeah, we're yeah, alive. I'm not going to bet against the Whites. Uh, I'm alive as long as Cairo is managing the team the rest of the year. <laughs> but I wanted to point this out. As long as Tony's though, in Arizona. Last year, Nomar, <laughs> Nomar Mazzara was, was our trash. <laughs> Mazzara, oh my And he's batting, he's batting 270 right now, and he's looking a lot better than half of our starting lineup. We don't deserve this. Nobody deserves this. Okay, but I, I do want to make this proclamation because we're going to put this over a video of some sweet home runs over the next month, and we're going to put it on our social media accounts. It is September 1st, 2022. It is 10 p.m. The White Sox are four games back, and they are going to win the AL Central. That is In the... Miguel Cairo, I trust. That is the route that I'm taking. That's and a I'm bold... I'm going to watch every game between now and the end of the season, and we're going to fucking win this thing. You only got to make up a, a game a week. It's a bold it. move, Cotton. You only have <laughs> you only have two options, Jack. You're in or you're out. So, I and like Mush that. is out. We're all the rest of us are I, in. Mush, so, I told you, know, you to put your money where your mouth is. And here's no. Here's here is what it is. You know, when we're recording in October, Mush, you're out. You, yeah, you be lost re- privilege. I'll be recording from Lambo. And I'll just like, Lambo. Have fun. The frozen. I can't wait till Justin Fields there. and Matt Eberflus beat the Bears this year. Or beat the Packers this year? They already and beat the Bears. They beat themselves. And oh, I love how I love how Bears fans compare Josh Fields or whatever his name is to our backup quarterback. It's like he's better than Jordan Love is, and I'm like, yeah, he probably is better than Jordan Love. Hey, all I'm gonna say is Rex Grossman has played in the same amount of Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. So let's just leave that <laughs> out there. I, I mean, Jesus, talk about. Slitting your wrist. I mean, thank God I'm not a Packer fan. Talk about the ultimate letdowns. God, can the guy win a freaking another Super Bowl? And it must suck living in Wisconsin, too. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. All right, we're moving on. Let's get for, for all our fans out there. Speaking Mush of, right, we're, we're talking football. A- we're talking football. I got my let's get pickled here, and I, I had to write down my notes for this one. So I received a text from Mush last Thursday, and there was a text that was sent to me. It said, hey, Legs, I'm in a bunch of fantasy football leagues. I got a draft tonight, and I picked fourth. Who should I pick? And I said, Mush, that's that's odd. I have fourth pick in our draft, and we're drafting a week later. So, you know, I... I'm not a gambling a man. Bit, a little bit of a coincidence that you would send me that. So then I, you know, I'm hearing rumblings around our league that mush sends a text to jc that same night says hey jc i got a draft coming up for fantasy football and i got tonight i got ninth pick (laughs) who should i take coincidentally johnny sis has ninth pick 
I, I hear another grumbling from the league. Mike Zur gets a text from Mush that same night. Hey, Zur, I got a draft in fantasy football tonight. I got 10th pick. <laughs> Coincidentally, Mike Zur has 10th pick in our league. Where'd you and get to this top intel, it off, Mush? I got, I got receipts. The top it off, Dresner texts I the group. He I says, was trying to put together a full-blown, you know, two-round uh, mock draft <laughs> based on what, what the intel I was <laughs> gathering. Hey, Drez, I got a draft tonight. I got 12th pick. Oh, that's weird, Mush. I have 12th pick, too, in my draft. So I, I want to know, Mush, in the four drafts that you had at pick fourth nine, four, <laughs> nine, 10, and 12, who did you pick in your four drafts? Or are you gathering intel and trying to get the inside scoop on the FFL Bears? Here's the thing, Lex. I've, I've already done and completed 75, actually 76 mock drafts. So I did have four. <laughs> I did have four mock drafts that night, and I did have those picks. Uh, right, Who'd so, you get? So you don't <laughs> mock draft with the same pick that you have? No, I'm no. I build my my database, and I, dude, I pick pay the ten dollars a month and get fantasy pros. Come I on, have dude. That. I have that. Uh, speaking of your database, I don't trust can you the send fantasy it? pros? I don't trust those guys. Won me my Bush, league let me last get, year. Let me get your. Uh, let me get your picks from the draft you had tonight, so we all know who not to draft for the 2022 season. All right, here. so I'll I'll throw out my top three favorite, uh, my top three sleeper wide receivers for this year's draft, and these are not my actual top three; these are my fourth, fifth, and sixth <laughs> legs. I'm a big fan of of Nico Collins, the six foot five, number two, uh, and the Houston Texans. I believe he came out of Michigan. Big player. He's got a High ceiling this year, even regardless of the quarterback situation. Um, Romeo Dobbs is one of my guys in Green Bay. Um, out of Nevada this year, showing impressive hands. He's been catching balls from Jordan Love, and Aaron Rodgers is dialed in, so that should be an exciting duo to watch. And then I'd say my number one sleeper pick this year is going to be Jamison Crowder on Buffalo Bills as the number three slot wide receiver. Mr. PPR himself. Right. With 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 Josh Allen. I like that. I like Crowder. I might I might have to put that to the draft board as long as you don't have him on any of your team. Well, Isaiah McKenzie actually just got hurt too. He was ahead of him in the depth chart. So that'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting situation for sure. Don't forget about my guy Gabe. Four touchdowns. Suds has, has Mush ever won your fantasy league? No. I have so I have the second worst record so, in twenty. So years. Jack, you know why he's nicknamed Mush? It's actually stems from the fantasy league and the bad luck that he's had there there was legitimately i'll never forget the one game this was back when mush and schwab were partners just a fight this, why would you do this to me this this was probably this is willie green this this had to be oh, like this had to be like 2004 and mush this was before like you know i would put in adjustment you know how lineups lock five minutes beforehand so i used to like if guys texted me i was the commissioner i i would put them in if the game didn't start yet so it's like eleven fifty nine, and Mush is like, "Legs, dude, I forgot to set my lineup." Like I, I no, dying. we made a trade. No, no, no. This one, this was another one. Uh-huh. The, the trade was another one. Th- this one was like, I, I forgot to set my lineup. I, I, I meant to put in Willie Green. You got to put him in for me. Like <laughs> I, I meant to start him at running back. And I'm like, all right, Mush, this is the last time I'm putting. Him. <laughs> so. I, I set his lineup eleven fifty nine literally and this back in back in two thousand four it wasn't like red zone now right you'd have to wait for the game breaks yeah so it's like five minutes into the 
the 12 o'clock games and you get the game break. I put in William Green for Mush and the game break is they're doing the coin flip and William Green and, and Bart Gary Scott. Porter. Joey Porter. Joey Porter from the Steelers get in a fight during the coin flip and William Green gets checked out. <laughs> For swing, he was swinging his helmet. And literally, you just see William Green walking to the locker room literally like five minutes, five minutes after Mush is like begging me to put him in the lineup. I literally dropped to my knees and I was like, oh, like there's, they show Willie Green taking his jersey off and running into the, into the locker room. Oh my God. <laughs> that was an all timer. Was that the same trade? That you I think doing? we traded for him that day. Oh, maybe you traded for him that day. I think day we traded for him at 11.55. That's probably what it was. And, and then you forgot you needed to activate him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we traded for him at 11.55. And sure <laughs> enough, there's a game break and the, the Panthers or the Steelers and Browns are in a full out melee. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there was, yeah, that was an all time classic. We could go on for, for hours. To JT, who, who what's your what's get pick or let's get pickled? I want to talk about Project Birmingham. Oh, I like that. I like that. Back to the White Sox. So the Sox never do anything different. They're always status quo. They're always doing the bare minimum of anything. And it's like for the first time in my lifetime, the Sox are being innovative. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I feel like if you get all the best players in our minor league system together during this time of the year where all the eyes are on the teams that are doing well, the teams that are winning the World Series, the guys that are you know, making a big impact not only on their team but on the league, I, I feel like you know these guys are seeing it. And I... I'm really curious to hear your guys' thoughts on A, what do you think about the White Sox organization doing something like this? But B, do you think it's going to help? I mean, I think it's, I I see very little, uh, very little negative to it. It sounds like they're taking a little different approach. They're focusing a little less on the games and Having it be in more, having it be a little more spring training atmosphere, really focused on player development, um, and honestly, like this is one of the better seasons the White Sox minor league has have had. Not so much like the teams are doing well, but you've seen players take legitimate steps for step for steps huge forward. steps forward, right? I mean, like again, I think they're like twenty fourth. The system is ranked like twenty fourth by most publications, but they came into the season dead last. So, yeah. like, they have made some big jumps. You've seen guys take some steps. And I think trying to get those core together, you know, you're you're getting your best guys together, some of your your brightest prospects. I think it's only fueling the fire. And it's going to get everyone working harder and kind of, you know, going that same yeah, route. I, I think it's, I think it's a I, great I agree idea. with you on that. I also want to throw out another, another optimism um, approach is, you know, it's about building a culture. And I think the White Sox are never – Never number one on any of these big free agent lists in terms of coming to Chicago to play for the White Sox. So I think starting over and kind of rebuilding that that infrastructure and the culture in the clubhouse and making it like a fun place to be is a great start in terms of recruiting and trying to bring in some big names in the near future. Mush, do you want the clubhouse to be a fun place to be? 
Yeah, I want to. Be- is that the message you want to send to players? Because it's not the message that Mark DeRosa would want to send to players, as of <laughs> his comments today on the score. That's what Miguel Cairo said on Sunday. He wanted to. He wanted to make sure that everyone had fun. Mark DeRosa. Like DeRosa made his career over a nice head of hair and two fucking good World Series at bats. <laughs> Did he win a World Series? Yeah. You answered we, we, my question. We need to get. We need to get some sort of thing going after. Why do you like? We're hitting no home runs. Every team has some sort of home run chain, or you know, you're throwing in a a grocery cart. It's like Listen, why, why? Tony don't play those games. We used to have a chain. What happened to the chain? Tony. We do have the Randy Moss jersey. Dude, I like that. Anyone who hits a home run should bring out the fucking cane from the guy in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, dude. My we need. Guy. Can we lead? Can we lead a social media movement to make that happen? Or the what, cane don't goes in the dugout. Though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's got, it kind of goes back to the clubhouse thing. Because going that you were saying, Tony. So uh, back to Project Burning <laughs> Birmingham. I, I agree. I mean, I agree with all you guys. I I love every I love everything about it. I I'm in complete shock. I'm the first one to put the White Sox on blast for not being aggressive, and this is about as aggressive as it gets. It's it's great. I I really think they've they've done some smart things in the minors and then even in the draft of late. I think it, Chris it's Gatson different, not good. aggressive. Yeah. I think it's a little aggressive. I mean, you're you're a West Cath is playing in Double A right now. That's aggressive. He's supposed West to be a Kath, stub, though. He's low A out of high school, first professional season, full season. That's aggressive to put him to. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah I, I do think the some of the promotions have been aggressive, and I think that's something that I would have criticized the Sox for previously is that they were very uh, passive in a lot of yeah. their promotions. Right? They don't. They don't promote. E- they haven't promoted easily uh, in a lot of time. They haven't promoted. Um, aggressively in the past few years. Yeah, we've all I feel like we we've criticized that a lot. Like it took him a long, you know, I mean, moving Colson up from low A to high A to double A. That's this year yeah, that's been, aggressive. That's aggressive. Been aggressive First, moves. So I like it. I, I mean I'm crochet, glad you brought that up. Like, JT. That was aggressive. What's that? Crochet. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, they've done some of that with you know the like the sale, star, the bond. high draft picks, the bullpen with like sale, and you know they've 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 aggressively moved up pitchers to throw out of the pen, um, but hitters and even their guys who are like who are doing the minor league route, they don't necessarily promote them aggressively. This is actually, I, I'm curious about this. What what's your guys' thoughts on getting the bats in the minors versus learning at the major league level? I think see. I don't see a big difference. And the reason why I say that is because is the the pitching level, the pitching skill in, in the minor leagues is that it's not as precise throwing strikes. It's not as precise when you're you, with the control. So you're going to get younger batters being a little a little more sloppy with their approach because there's less control coming from the pitcher's end. Does that make sense? We're like no, they got to dial in they got to dial in real quick when they get to the majors. Yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, the, the, you usually see a spike in strikeout rate off the bat going from the minors to the majors because of that, because the pitching's that that much better. I mean, you, you got to think about it from this perspective. Like, 
when you're in the minors, like probably maybe once every fifth day, you're going to face a guy that's got major league stuff. When you're in the majors, you're seeing guys every day with major league stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's a tough adjustment. So, but no, hold on. Sure. I, this is what I'm saying is, is I compare it to when you're, when you're like 16 in softball, say when you're facing a guy who's a bad pitcher, you're more apt to swing at shit pitches, which doesn't necessarily have a good outcome. You might be swinging at shit pitches because that's all you're getting. Where in the pros, you're going to be getting strikes. You're going to be getting guys that are placing the ball on the corner of the plate. Guys that have the top, you know, it's, I just feel like it creates bad habits when you're, when you're in the minor league system too long. Well, Steve Stone said it probably a month and a half ago. He's like, a lot of the guys on our team kind of rolled through the talent in the minors. And I think I said it on my first yeah. or second podcast. Yeah, I, I love that. They analogy. rolled through yeah. the talent in the minors and they never learned how to win at a big league level. I think also, and DeRosa kind of alluded to this today on the score. He's like, fundamentals aren't necessarily emphasized in some of the you know, Latin American countries where there's a ton of prospect depth because these guys are all, they're putting together basically highlight videos. Who can hit it the farthest? Who can throw it the fastest? Who can, you know, run the fastest? Who can make the craziest catches? And I don't know if the emphasis is really put on winning games rather than showcasing your talents and i don't i don't blame them but at some point when you're in the major leagues and derosa said it today he's like the fact that these guys are hustling at 75 percent, we thought a guy from the minors was going to come take her spot yeah i i didn't so who did derosa interview with he was on bernstein and holmes today really it was it was and a really, so and and then someone wrote an article about it. Is DeRosa's managing US Yeah, the US WBC. I gotta listen to that. I didn't hear it. I, I listen more I, I do Molly and Haw in the morning, but then it's harder during Yeah, the only the reason I the only reason I heard about it is because Mr. Elvidi called me about it and then <laughs> and then awesome. I read it I read an article and listened to a little bit of it um, yeah. before I got on. But, that's sweet. That's a that's a cool guy to get on to, to call in for the interview. Yeah, I mean, and he's like he also talked about the leadership thing where he had multiple guys throw him up against the wall and be yeah. like, "Yo, get your shit together." That's not going on with these with this team, I don't think. Well, I, I mean, that's it goes back. Schwabi will say it till he's blue in the face with Tony. That he yeah. keeps looking at me and just says, "Tony, he's been doing that all night." <laughs> I wish I could. Him. I wish I could see him. To be honest, because oh, he's, here. he's I, out. Of, he's out of the camera, and I I haven't been able to see him all <laughs> night, so I haven't been able to see his facial expressions. But I can only imagine what he's been doing. And <laughs> I, I hey, but guys, I wanna I wanna say this. We're on September first. We're four games back. We've hit the ball out of the park seven times in the last three games. I, wa- I I've been watching games for the last week and a half. I don't care if we win or. I've gotten to the point where it, thank God, doesn't affect my mental health on a night-to-night <laughs> basis. <laughs> let's let's go on a fucking. Maybe that's run. a good thing. Yeah, let's go on a. You're fucking at a run. nothing to lose mentality. Yeah, 
let's go on a fucking run and let's make the playoffs and then let's see what happens. I like it, gents. I I mean, now's the time. 31 left. We got to we got to win at least 22, I think. So, it's possible with the schedule we got. So, we're, speaking of that, Schwabi, I I'm jumping into the weekly preview here. We got an upcoming series against the Twins at home. PMA, speaking of PMA, Buxton's out for the series. Well, that's good. So that's huge. He's hurt. They, they don't know when he's supposed to be back. They put him on the 10-day IL. He was eligible to be back, but I saw their beat writer say it's not going to happen for this weekend. He was due. Schwabi. Schwabi, what do you got for matchups this weekend? So tomorrow we get Sonny Gray versus Davis Martin. Gross. Not great. That's let's gross. fucking win that one. Let's let's let the bats get hot. Yeah, we we rocked with Sunny the last time we we faced them too. I think that was the Lou Granny game. I don't know. Keep going, Schwab. Saturday we get uh Twins trade deadline acquisition. Tyler is it Mahal? Mali, Ma- I think versus Ma- Dylan Maley. Tyler Maley versus Dylan Seas. Is Maley? Well, he just got hurt. That must be his first. Because he got hurt, he he. Uh, no, he he's pitched. A, he's pitched at least once or twice. Yeah, but he's he left. But regardless, he's, can we get Dylan Cease a win, please? Yeah. The guy gives up so three runs and it's, DL, it's his worst start of the year, and we still like. It was shoulder fatigue or something. It was one of those. So Maley's back, which I, you know. Well, he's projected to pitch. He's not confirmed back yet. Okay. So I, I I don't hate that. I, that's actually a great matchup. For, we got to win that game with Dylan. And then Sunday we get everyone's favorite Dylan Bundy versus uh, Mister Up and Down himself, Lucas. Dylan, that's the game. That's the game that that's going to be painful for me. That's going to be that's going to be a rough one in the Lagatuda household because you know once Dilly, Dylan Bundy shuts us down again, it's that Dad's not going to be happy for the for the girls. <laughs> Put it that way. It's gonna be a rough one. So I mean, we gotta we minimum two out of three. If you don't win two out of three, forget about it. Yeah, we, no, we basically have to win every well. series coming. From yeah, that yeah. Seattle series, series concerns me a little bit. Yeah. Yep. So um, Seattle yeah. is my. So pick. what do we got, Schwab? Because that's you, the next series. If you guys so don't Monday, remember from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh yeah, we remember. So Monday, you get Lance Lynn versus Marco Gonzalez. I I like that. Lynn's been on fire. Tuesday is Cueto versus Logan Gilbert. All right. Wednesday is Davis Martin versus another trade deadline acquisition of Luis Luis Castillo. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, he might be in trouble on that one. That's a that's a rough series, I think, in general. So I think you got to win game one, absolutely, and then you got to squeak out one of the next two. It it's impossible to look at on a week by week basis. We got four left with the Guardians. I think we got six left with the Twins. We got to win no, games. Nine, nine, we did, nine left Every with the twins. win matters. Every game. Yeah. We are playing life or death games every game. Yeah. In my mind. I hope that that's how they're looking at it in the locker room. I mean, we've had some player-only meetings. I, I don't know. We'll see. Who knows what's going on with the communication? So you were saying that nobody even... Those? What was Who that? Do you think runs those player only meetings? It's got to be Jose, right? Cueto, Jose. Yeah, Cueto. 
I think Cueto is probably a big part of it. I love Cueto, man. Did you How see what? I don't know if this was old, but I just saw this that Dallas Keuchel came out and said, "When I got there, there were a lot of habits that I needed to change, like coming from a winning culture that were yeah. just not there." Yeah, Keuchel. He, he. I think that was one of his things, which got. I, I was I I liked at the time when he was first doing it, but then he kept kind of then throwing players under the bus when he wasn't performing. So that that got old. But you also have to realize that be that guy when you're performing. You can't be that guy when you're not. By Keuchel saying those things, he's calling out Tony Larusa. So then Tony Larusa, with that mentality, is thinking, well, let's compare our resumes. I know what a winning mentality is too, Jagoff. And I think that was just a sour taste from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, Keuchel, that was a guy Regardless, kind of out as well. Let's hope that you know? these guys have, have some fire in them and make the last. Give me. All right. So we've played April, May, June, July, and August. Five months of the six-month regular season. And I've had no fun. <laughs> how about how about zero we, fun is if hit. you if you make this last month fun i'm gonna i'm gonna forget everything else let's have some fun in september and let's go fucking get it hey tui miguel cairo's here to bring the fun miguel cairo gentlemen hey what do, what do i always say the miguel night cairo is the man <laughs> the, no, the <laughs> night is darkest before the dawn the, the night is darkest <laughs> before the night he did, did it wrong again KJK Rollins. I, I, maybe I won't edit it out. No, because everyone be, knows I say wrong. No, so what you gotta what you the, gotta do is you just the gotta, night is darkest before the dawn. You is gotta it? you gotta find a movie quote. I think it's in Batman. Just put in the <laughs> the night is darkest before the dawn on Google and find a movie <laughs> quote and just lay it over what you're supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it's been fun. Awesome job. I. I agree with a lot of things said tonight. It's time to get rolling. Now is not the time to lose hope. We got an important stretch coming up. The boys, let's let's keep hitting the ball out of the ballpark. The team's capable. We got to hit the hot streak, keep it rolling, and we'll see what happens. This division is not out of reach by any means. So, all right, gents, we'll we'll catch you next time. See ya.